to talk about this morning. My favourite king of Judah, which was Josiah. We read all about the life of Josiah. Now, there's a lot of information about Josiah in the Bible, uh, in particularly 2 Kings 22 and 23, and 2 Chronicles 34 and 35. I can't read all those scriptures, it's just too much scriptures to read. So, I'm going to narrow it down with the scriptures, but seek to cover the whole of his life to his death. From 2 Chronicles chapter 34, we're reading from. 2 Chronicles 34. Joshua, Josiah was eight years old when he began to reign. And he reigned in Jerusalem one and thirty years. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord and walked in the ways of David his father and declined neither to the right hand nor to the left. In the eighth year of his reign, when he was yet young, he began to seek after God of David, his father. And in the twelfth year, he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem from the high places and the groves and the carved images and the molten images. And they break down the altars of Balaam in his presence. And the images that were on the high above them he cut down, and the groves and the carved images and the molten images, he brake in pieces and made dust of them, and strode it upon the graves of them that had sacrificed unto them. And he burnt the bones of the priests upon their altars, and cleansed Judah and Jerusalem. And so did he in the cities of Manasseh, and Ephraim, and Simeon, even unto Naphtali, with their mattocks round about. And when he had broken down the altars and the groves, he had beaten the graven images into powder and cut down all the idols throughout all the land of Israel. He returned to Jerusalem. Now in the 18th year of his reign, when he had purged the land and the house, he sent Shaphan, the son of Azaliah, and Masaiah, the governor of the city, and Joah, the son of Johaz, the recorder, to repair the house of the Lord his God. Then we'll go down into verse 14. As they were repairing the house of God, they found God's word, the law of Moses. And it says, verse 15, And Hiah answered and said unto Shaphan the scribe, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. And Hiah delivered the book to Shaphan, and Shaphan carried the book to the king. And he brought the king word back again, saying, All that was committed to thy servants, they do it. And they have gathered together the money that was found in the house of the Lord, and they delivered it into the hand of the overseers, and to the hand of the workmen. And Shaphan the scribe told the king, saying, Hilkiah the priest hath given me a book. And Shaphan read it before the king. And it came to pass, when the king had heard the words of the Lord, that he rent his clothes. And then what Josiah does, he sends to inquire of the Lord about this, this book and about the judgments that are foretold in it. And the prophet, the woman prophet, 
Buddha, the prophetess, comes back with this message from God to Josiah. She says in verse 26, And as for the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of the Lord, so shall he say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Concerning the words which thou hast heard, Because thine heart was tender, and thou didst humble thyself before God, when thou heardest his words against this place, and against the inhabitants thereof, and humblest thyself before me, and didst rend thy claws, and weep before me. I have even heard thee also, saith the Lord. Behold, I will gather thee to thy fathers, and thou shalt be gathered to thy grave in peace. Neither shall thine eyes see all the evil that I will bring upon this place, and upon the inhabitants of the same. So they brought the king word again. Just talk with a word of prayer. Our Father, we do pray that thou wouldst bless this reading of thy word, and as we study it together, we pray that we might understand it, and apply it, and find joy and consolation in it, and encouragement. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, there's a remarkable prophecy of Josiah which took place many, many years before Josiah was born. And it was right at the time when Solomon's kingdom, sadly, was divided. And Rehoboam had the throne of Solomon and Benjamin and the rest of the tribes separated. And they separated by a man called Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who caused Israel to sin. And he always gets that title, unfortunately. Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, because he didn't want worshippers going back to Judah and carrying out their feasts and things that they would do, he decided to make gods of his own. And he set up two gods calves in Bethel and in Dan and he set up his own procedure and his own priests and his own system of worship which was not according to the word of the Lord and so a prophet was sent to Jeroboam and he cried against the altar in the word of the Lord and he said O altar, altar, thus saith the Lord, behold a child shall be born unto the house of David, Josiah by name. And upon thee shall he offer the priests of high places that burn incense upon thee, and men's bones shall be burnt upon thee. Now the remarkable thing about this prophecy, which was fulfilled, you read that in 2 Kings 22 and 23, which is exactly what Josiah did, that was 300 years, 14 kings of Judah, before Josiah became king on the throne. 300 years God mentioned him by name. Now isn't that incredible? Yeah. Similar to Jeremiah, isn't it? In the, when he says, before thou was formed in the womb, I knew you. And I ordained you a prophet to this man Josiah, 300 years, 
prophecy came to pass when this king sat on the throne of Judah. And we have an interesting thought of his ages. He was eight years old, only a child, when he was put upon the throne of David. And it says on the eighth year of his reign, when he was 16 years old, it says he began to seek after the God of David, his father. Now isn't that nice, isn't it? When he was 16 years old. It's wonderful, isn't it, when young people come to know the Lord Jesus Christ and come to follow him. And we need young people, don't we? We need young people in the assembly. And it was so encouraging on Thursday night Zoom, if you are listening to that, via years. And young people gathering for Bible study. Well, that is absolutely wonderful. Um, because what we see as a general trend, which can get us down, if we're honest, the general trend is we are seeing young people departing from the assemblies. And it's left with older ones who are getting older and older with no one to replace them. So it's nice to see 16-year-old Josiah was seeking after the Lord. And he was genuine and he was sincere. And the interesting thing about this, as he sought after the Lord, his grandfather Manasseh was the worst king of Judah ever. All this judgment that the Bible talks was coming upon them was because of Manasseh. He was into witchcraft, idolatry, everything contrary to the Lord God. His heart was evil. But the Bible says he was judged and carried off into Babylon and he repented. Now this is the grace of God, yes, the grace of God. This wicked man, we would have said, good enough for him, yes. If we'd been honest, we'd have said, good all the evil he's done, he deserves what he gets. But the Lord was entreated of him in his grace. And he actually restored him to his throne. That's amazing, isn't it? Amazing grace of God to us all. And then he tried to undo all that he had done and didn't succeed fully, but he tried to undo it all. So his, Manasseh's grandfather was bad, his father, Ammon, did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. He only lived two years. He was killed by his servant. But two years he lived. But he was evil in the sight of the Lord. So what I'm saying here is the spiritual atmosphere when Joshua, Josiah, I keep saying Joshua, when Josiah was eight years old, was not a very good atmosphere to be in. It was full of idolatry. The temple of the Lord was in ruins, they weren't following the worship of the Lord or the decrees of the Lord or the festivals or anything really. It was a dark period. Yes. So Josiah was a breath of fresh air. Now that word's been on my mind for quite a long time, this fresh breath of fresh air. Again, Thursday night Zoom was a breath of fresh air, wasn't it? To, to see the vision of a man when all the assemblies are closing to open one, and it cost him 480,000. And we're all saying to him, there's no way you can open an assembly. You haven't got that type of money, and assemblies are closing. But his vision was, mm. is, is this from the Lord? 
we were open. That is wonderful, isn't it? Uh, the wonderful faith of that man. Similar to George Muller of Bristol, I would encourage you to read his book, Ned. What an amazing man of God. He also writes another book, Answers to Prayer. And he's documented every answer to prayer he had of God in his life. Isn't that wonderful? And he was a man of faith. So Josiah, a young man seeking the Lord, sincerely. And then you notice when he was 18 years of his reign, but now he's 20 years old. So he's gone from 8 to 16, now he is 20 years of age. And now you notice he's setting about the work of the Lord. Now I think that's significant because he spent that four years seeking the Lord. And when the Lord had prepared him thoroughly, he's now acting on behalf of God and he starts, first thing he starts to do is destroy all this idolatry. Not only in the land of Jerusalem and Judah, but he goes into Israel as well. And that's where Jeroboam's altar comes into it as well, because he destroyed that as prophesied 300 years before. So he's now ridding the land of these high places. They always have these high places where Jerusalem was the place to worship. They had these high places that people worshipped at, and they worshipped their idols. And sadly, one of the lots of the idols, there's four idols that they were worshipping, Solomon set up. Now, isn't that sad? The wisest, glorious king sat on the throne of David. He, at the end of his life, his wife turned away his heart and he set up these idols to the gods of the Ammonites and Moabites and things and they were being worshipped. He destroyed them as well. He did a thorough job of it. He went with them and he made sure they destroyed all the idols out of the land and he was seeking to bring them back to the true God and to the true worship. So he's a wonderful king to study, isn't he? He's, he is such a breath of fresh air, Josiah, in the midst of this spiritual decline. Uh, so his commendation, he has lots of commendation, doesn't he? He sought the Lord, he did the work of the Lord, and he did that work in a time of spiritual declension. Now, do you think in this country we're in a, a time of spiritual declension? I think we are, aren't we? There's not a great deal to encourage. And we need to encourage ourselves in the Lord. He shines through the gloom, doesn't he? But the Lord is in charge. But it's difficult days for Christians in this, in this country today. Very difficult days. And we need constant encouragement. And the Lord will give us that encouragement in these dark days to be faithful to him. Yes. To be faithful. I, I had on my mind this morning uh, for a while that these words of Jesus, ye have continued with me. Now the disciples, they were doing a, had lots of failures, yes, they were doing lots of things wrong. Jesus had to put them right many times, but his last commendation of them and they were going to forsake him altogether, his last commendation, he said, ye have continued with me. That means he appreciated that, yes? 
need, we need to do that in this day of decline. We need to continue with our Lord Jesus Christ. He is the only form of blessing and peace and joy that we have. Now it says, Josiah did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, and he followed after the way of David his father. David was always the benchmark, yes, of the kings of Judah. It's either that they followed in the ways of David, or they followed something totally different and were evil in the eyes of the Lord. So David was the benchmark. He was a man after God's own heart. Josiah is following in the ways of David, not Manasseh or Ammon. He's following the ways of David. So that is great. And he says, he turned not to the right hand or the left. That means his course was straight. And we need that today, don't we? As Christians, we need a straight course. Not deviation, left or right. Straight. Also, single-minded. We're coming to James soon, aren't we? It talks about those who are double-minded. You can't be double-minded, can you? In the things of the Lord. It's a straight course that we need to go on, and it's the single-mindedness. This is what our Lord Jesus Christ had in his ministry all his life. Single-minded, straight course, without deviation and without sin, which is the exception, for the glory of God. Josiah, single-minded. He knows where he's going. And he has a straight course. He also cleansed the temple. Hezekiah also did that, but it's also got into contamination, hasn't it? So Josiah makes sure they start to cleanse the temple. And then they find the law of Moses, the book of God, yeah? the word of God. And when Josiah heard this book read, he rent his clothes. Now that was genuine as well, yes? Because then he realised we are in big trouble. We are undone. And judgment is coming. And when the prophetess told him, this judgment is still coming. It's not going to be taken away. The Lord is going to judge. But she was told to tell the man who was inquiring of the Lord. And Josiah got a message from the Lord. And this is the lovely thing I like about Josiah's life. Verse 27, it says, his heart was tender. Now that's lovely, isn't it? We need a tender heart before the Lord in the presence of his word. He humbled himself when he heard the words of the Lord. He humbled himself. Humility is always precious in the sight of the Lord. The extreme opposite of humility is pride. Sadly, lots of assemblies are falling up these days because of conflict within assemblies. And all that's the root of all that is pride. Humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord. That's what Josiah did. And he wept before him. 
This is a lovely spirit. He's got a, a contrite spirit, yes? And God says in Isaiah 57, he lives in the high and holy place. So holy, so high. Yet he draws near to those who are humble and of a contrite spirit. So Josiah was manifesting that right spirit before God. But what I want to notice is the impact of the word of God on Josiah. It has a massive impact on him. He trembled at the word of God. That's another verse from Isaiah, isn't it? Trembling at the word of God. Have we ever trembled at the word of God? Interesting question, isn't it? We do find the word of God so encouraging to us, such a blessing to us. But what we have to remember, it's also there to reprove us. When was the last time the word of God reproved us as we were reading it? To set our right, our life right. Yes, we might have been walking, we shouldn't be walking. And the word of God will bring in a reproof, an instruction in righteousness. It's powerful. It's sharper than a double-edged sword, piercing and dividing asunder. That's the impact of the word of God. Does the word of God impact us today? Obviously, you've got to read it have this impact of the word of God. And you've got to read all of it. You can't read it all at once. That would be a big task, wouldn't it? But lots of people neglect the Old Testament. They'll read the New only. But there's lots of richness written for our learning in the Old Testament. So read all of it. But the word of God impacted the life of Josiah in a big way. And it also impacted the other nice thing we read about Josiah in chapter 35, he kept a Passover. And this was such a wonderful Passover. Yeah? The, the Bible says, And there was no Passover like it that kept in Israel from the days of Samuel the prophet. Neither did all the kings of Israel keep such a Passover as Josiah kept. And the priests and the Levites and all Judah and Israel that were present and the inhabitants of Jerusalem in the 18th year, the reign of Josiah, was this Passover kept. And bear in mind, haven't kept a Passover for years. Hezekiah did, didn't he? He kept a Passover. Uh, but it's been neglected again. And my thoughts on this, it reminded me, when we had lockdown, and we were suddenly taken away from gathering here to remember the Lord Jesus Christ, this precious service. We lost it, didn't we? And I'm sure we all felt the strain of losing this. That's how precious it is. We felt the loss of this meeting together. And imagine the joy. I know we haven't got back fully. <laughs> imagine the joy when we come back to it. And this is how this Passover must have been like here. They haven't done this for years and years and years. And suddenly Josiah because he's read the word of God, he brings back this Passover. And it's wonderful. It's so joyous. And again, it dies a breath of fresh air as well. 
and that the Passover is just like that. So he's well known for that as well. And then sadly, the last thing I would say, he, he was told he would not see the evil that would come. Isaiah 57 again did. A godly sister. A godly sister. That's happening today as well. Not so good that the godly are ceasing. But it also says they are taken away from the wrath to come. So Josiah was taken away from the wrath to come. And he was told he would go to his fathers in peace. However, this is one of the little enigmas of uh, Josiah's life. He wasn't going to see the evil, and the evil of Suez. Josiah died, his son Joash, Joachim, Joachim, and his three sons, they all did evil in the sight of the Lord. And after all this glorious Josiah's day, it just gone down after his death. And he got to Zedekiah, and then they were carried off into Babylon. The judgment had happened. He did not see that, the Lord didn't even see it. But it's how he died. How he died. Pharaoh, Nico they called him, Pharaoh of Egypt, he came out to make war on a different nation, Syria. He wasn't coming into Judah, he wasn't making war with Judah, uh, he didn't want to make war with Judah. But Josiah decided in his own mind that he was going to go against Pharaoh. Not a wise move. Uh, it was a mistake, I believe it was a mistake that he made to do that. But he decided he was going to go. Nico warned him from God. He had a warning from God. Don't meddle with me. I'm not at war with you. Go back. Josiah didn't go back. He decided to disguise himself. So he took off his kingly garments, disguised himself, and he went back to fight with Nico. And of course, he was killed with an arrow. And he died. And the way he died is strange. Isn't it? He wasn't listening to God at that time. He shouldn't have got involved in that situation. But he died. And the effects of his death were absolutely dramatic. Jeremiah says, spoken of in the book of Lamentations. Judah and Jerusalem made great lamentation for Josiah. That's how precious he was. Great lamentation. It reminded me of Stephen in the New Testament when he was stoned. It says, men took him to bury him and they made great lamentation over Stephen. That was a great loss for the church at that time. He was happy. He saw the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, lamentation for Josiah. And this great king had died. And we'll see the end. He was taken away by God. So he should not see the evil. 
there's an overlay overview of this King Josiah. Uh, and we can learn an awful lot from him. Yes, we can learn humility from him. We can learn to have the word of God to impact upon us from him. We can learn if we need to get rid of corruption and you know, idolatry and things like that. We can learn all these things from Josiah. And let's seek to follow this straight course to continue with our Lord with a single-mindedness because he is coming back. I don't know when, but he will be coming back. We do this until he comes and he is coming. And we long for those better days, yes? I'm one of the ones who think that as Christians in this world, the Lord wins us. And what I mean by that, he wins us from the world. Earthbound, yes. The old brethren would talk about worldliness, which is different from being earthbound. Christians might not be worldly, but earthbound. <laughs> the slight difference, yes. And the Lord sometimes weans us through difficult circumstances. And he just reminds us for all the suffering that we have in this world, this is not your home. Not your home. And it makes you long for the home to come. How precious that is. Let's close it. Father, we do indeed thank thee that we have the word of God in our hands. And we thank thee for this precious book that teaches us so many things. We thank thee we see our Lord Jesus Christ in it from Genesis to Revelation. All about his glory, his life, the work he came to do. And we thank thee we can trace the whole content of thy word as it all fits in like a jigsaw. Perfect. And we do thank thee we are privileged to read it. We thank thee we are thy children, and thou dost care for us. And we thank thee we have read thy word this morning of the life of a good king, Josiah, and how thou was pleased with him. So we give thanks in thy precious name. Amen. Amen. Amen.